quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her questions via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you wish to ask. And then she can either type her responses or use their voice-to-text feature. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. This book becomes a legacy, something your future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I used mylifeinabook.com to compile my own stories to give to my daughters for Mother's Day. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code PEACE at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code PEACE for 10% off today. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood. Yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found connected parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Welcome back to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Michelle, and I just want to leave a a read a little review from Apple iTunes that says, no matter the subject, you're guaranteed to gain something from every episode. Can't recommend Peace and Parenting enough. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I love hearing from folks in my reviews. So leave one so I can read it. They feed my soul. Okay. Today I wanted to talk about, and I don't know if this will resonate with you all, but I've been thinking about it a lot. You know, my parenting journey is coming to the the end, the end of the place where my kids will be living with me, probably. I mean, I've told them come back and live with me as long as you like. Um, but I don't think I don't think that's on the agenda for them. But I'm coming to that place where they probably won't be living with me soon. Esme is 18 and will be. She thinks she's going to college. She's already gotten in, and we think that's the path she'll be taking. And so, and she'll probably likely go away to college. So that is probably in the cards. And I don't think Pia wants to stay home with her mommy forever, although I'll, I'll have it. So I'm coming to this end of a season, right? They're still going to be my girls. They're still going to be my daughters. We're still going to have a lovely relationship, but it won't be the everyday relationship, right? It won't get to be with them all of the time. So I'm starting to do these reflections, you know, oh boy, you get deep sometimes. I'm going to get emotional maybe. Um, but I was thinking with Esme, most especially because she's the one who brought me to this work, you know, her strong-willed personality and her sensitive nature and just all the things that didn't work in conventional parenting at all. None of it works, but she was very, you know, it was obvious. Her behavior really displayed it. And I think to myself, 
I wonder what would have happened. I could have gone a whole different route, right? So I wonder what would have happened if I would have doubled down on traditional parenting because many people said to me, you know, my family included, you've got to get that kid under control. If you don't get her under control, you are going to have a very difficult time with her as a teenager. If you don't get her to comply, if you don't get her to do as you say, and if you don't do something, you're going to have this tyrant of a child. And, you know, I was told to double down on punishments, really. I tried doubling down on rewards. That didn't work. But the next step would have been like really doubling down on punishments. In fact, some people said you should spank her. You know, that she's such a strong will, you've got to break that will. Or you're going to be in trouble and she's going to be in trouble and that you're not doing her any favors by allowing her to run amok. So I always think, what if I would have done that? What if I would have listened to that conventional wisdom and I would have said, you know what? I don't have a choice here. I'm going to have to. I was already pretty teetering on like pretty harsh, you know, timeouts and yelling and taking things away. I mean, I would, she had a blankie that she called Nainu and it was her most prized possession. It was this pink silky blankie and she used to like rub the corners of it. I know a lot of kids do that, right? It's like a self-soothing thing. I used to take that when I was at my wit's end. I'm taking your Nainu and I would put the Nainu in the garage. And I would tell her, you're not getting the Nainu back until I say so. And now thinking back on that, like, that's harsh. But I wonder if I would have gone one step harsher. Would I have locked her in her room? Would I have spanked her? Would I have yelled at her more, more often, taken more things, taken everything, taken... Now I see like on TikTok and places that people take the doors off of um, kids' bedrooms. Would I have taken all of her electronics away constantly? And what would have happened? So what would have happened to our relationship? I don't think that she would have backed down. I don't think she would have succumbed to any of it. She's so strong. I mean, she's super strong. And I don't think she would have succumbed to any of it. So where would we have been as a pair, right? As a mother-daughter pair, where would we have been? I think she would have absolutely hated me because I would have had to have really tried that harsh stuff. Like I really would have had to dig deeply in there and I would have had to make it, you know, obvious and painful for her, painfully obvious for her in order to try to get her to change. And maybe in some ways I would have gotten her to change a little bit. You know, I took the Nainu, actually she would, she would shape up, but then the next incident we would have would be even worse. Right. And if I would take the electronics or take her time away with her friends or take the car or take, you know, ground her or whatever the thing I was doing, would it work temporarily? Maybe because she would try to want to get her freedom back again. Or would she also end up being this lying, sneaking child who didn't trust me and who we were constantly yelling and screaming at each other? We're going to take a break from our show to hear from our sponsors. Without their sponsorship, I wouldn't be able to bring you this incredible show free of charge. So I'll see you back in a few minutes. You know what I don't miss at all? The vicious week before my period. 
I always used to feel like I was walking in quicksand and craving the most unhealthy of foods. My sleep was always off and my moods were unpredictable. Now it's easier to manage PMS with EstroControl. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. And the biggest benefit, feeling like myself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 14,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off the entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code PEACE at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code PEACE for 15% off today. This episode is sponsored by Byheart. Byheart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. Byheart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. Byheart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. Now, back to the show. And we hear these stories of teenagers. I think that's what happened is that, you know, you'll, you'll keep, I think what would have happened with us is we, I would have kept on this path of like taking things and yelling and screaming and being unkind. And then our, our relationship would just erode and erode and erode and erode. And then we would get to finally get to teenagehood, you know, 15, 14 years old and things would just come to a fever pitch where it was horrible. And I've heard, you know, parents who've come to me, and also, you know, parents I know in my own community where they're just like, they don't get along with their kids. And I'll, I also have people I know where their kids are just lying to them and sneaking around and, and, and not telling the truth. Even, you know, friends of Esme's because they're, they're not allowed to do a lot of things and their parents don't trust them because they haven't built that trust over the years. And I think Esme would, she said to me um, a couple of years back, she, she said, I said, what's the one thing you like about my parenting? And she said, you trust me. And I think she said, you know, many parents don't trust their kids, but you actually trust me, mom. You trust me to do things. And I think that goes back to like, I let her take risks and I let her fail. And I let her really hit those natural consequences when she needs to. And, and that's helped her learn things where I didn't need to, to punish or threaten or take things away or, or be harsh. And had I not done that, would she not have learned these things? And would she not learn then me trusting her had her trusting herself. And when she trusts herself, then she's building self-esteem and self-resilience and reliance. And, and if I would have stuck in, into that other place of harshness and control, would it have made her a less resilient and reliant and self-reliant child or young adult and would I have been robbing her of those lessons 
that the natural consequences and the connective parenting teach? And would she have, you know, then not trusted me because I didn't trust her? And where would our, where would she have gone when she was having the hard times with the boyfriend who was the jerk, right? She wouldn't come to me where she did this time, you know, in this, in this life that I that created, she did come to me when the boyfriend's being the jerk. Would she not have done that? Because I would have said, well, here's my opinion. You should do this. You should do that. I told you not to blah, blah, blah. Or would she not have just come to me because she didn't trust me at all? And I, I, I think about that a lot. And I feel very grateful that I found this method 13 years ago when she was only five because I was able to build in these ideas and that she's become this woman that I deeply admire. She's funny and she's vivacious and she's not taken any SHIT from anybody and good for her. And she has a voice and yet she's kind and empathic and nurturing and loving. And she's not without fault. Don't get me wrong, everybody. She still has tantrums. She had a tantrum the other day that is insane. Actually, I should do an episode on that tantrum. It was something else. I'm going to ask her if I can get permission, but she was upset about school and she took it out, out on me and and it was hard. It was hard on hard on her. It wasn't hard on me anymore. I, I can hold space with, you know, and then, and I can be okay. And I think if I hadn't gone this route too, she wouldn't feel safe to have her feelings with me. Now she really does have her feelings with me and she's safe about it and she's safe, feels safe. And I'm, I don't get dysregulated around it anymore. It doesn't bother me. I don't, I don't care. I really don't. I think after 13 years of listening to feelings, I'm like, all right, bring them on. Here we go again. You know, I can handle it. It doesn't bother me too much. But it's taken me a long time. And it hasn't always been like that. And many times it has bothered me in the past. I'm not like some superwoman at all. I just, I did it long enough to where it, it really started to sink in, I think. If you're feeling like this, if you're feeling like, gosh, what if I don't change? And I think that's the question to everybody out there. If you don't change, if you don't fully trust your kids, if you stick into punishments and consequences and threats and bribes and shame and all these conventionalities and not allowing them to take risks and not relying on their themselves and you know using praise and using rewards, and if you don't do away with those things and embrace the ideas of connection, where will you be when they're 18? Where do you want to be? What do you want your relationship to look like when your child is 18? What do you hope from 18 until 50? How will you get there? What can you do? Are you going to wait? And if you wait, what will happen in six months from now, in a year from now? Where will you be if you do nothing or you don't change or you don't commit? Where will your relationship be? Where will you be? How will you feel? How will they feel? They're big questions. They're important questions, I think, because who's more important than the, than your children? I don't think anyone. We had kids for a reason, right? We birthed these people. We made these people because we wanted to have children. But they're not just extensions of us. They are their own beings with their own process and their own life. And we can't control them. And I am very grateful I didn't continue to try to control as me because I know we would have ended up in a very dark place because she's a very strong kid. 
and Pia would have succumbed to it and succumbed to it all. And I know we would have ended up in a dark, but we would end up in a dark, quiet place of quiet disobedience and of shunning and of disappearing. And she would have walked right out of my life. Esme may have stayed and just been crazy woman. You know, she may have just stayed and been out of her mind. I think Pia would have just walked the right, walked the heck away eventually, just walked off and not come back. And so I, I say to you, what will it look like if you stick into traditionalism? What will it look like if you just leave those little threats and bribes around? Eventually, over 18 years, what will they do to your relationship? You can move out of that idea and move into more connection because it can really move your relationship. All right. Thanks for joining me on the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'll see you next time. 